Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. If you missed it, the Rockets postgame podcast went up yesterday. House of Houston's Brian Patterson went over game three with me. Look for that one if you missed it on Easter Sunday and hope you had a good holiday weekend. Brian is back with me. Brian Patterson is back with me for a quick look at the Texan schedule because we never had the chance to do it last week when it came out in the middle of last week with all this rocket stuff going on. And Brian, this feels like we're back in the saddle with the Texans again, me and you. We're doing it again. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I remember we did the uh, the similar show last season, you know, talking about uh, the Texas schedule and how, you know, they would be able to to go in and have a successful season. And it turned out that way. It was kind of, uh, you know, they meandered a bit, especially at the beginning of the season, you know, starting out uh, 0-3. But, you know, they were able to turn it around and, and, and make history. I predicted 10-6, and 6 and they, they ended up going 11-5. and 5. So, actually, that was a lot better than what I expected. But this season is it's definitely going to be uh, – well, of course, we're going to have to wait till after the draft until all that dust is settled. But uh, I'm going to have to uh, tone down my prediction a bit as far as how this team is going to finish, and we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. We, we got to talk about it. We knew, we knew who the Texans were going to face before the schedule came out. It was just a matter yeah. – of how they'd line it up. And Brian, we knew it'd be way tougher going from the NFC East to the NFC South as the out-of-conference division opponents and going from the AFC East to the AFC West as the in-conference division opponents. Those divisions uh, are way tougher. They also went from playing a couple of last-place teams because they finished last two years ago, of course, uh, to playing a couple of first-place teams because they finished first this past season. And Brian, the big thing you notice is they're going up against the Saints. Monday night football to start the season. Remember how last year, none of the marquee Texans played in the preseason because of injuries. So, Brian, we talked about it going into that first game against the Patriots. They didn't look ready to go in game one. I sure hope this doesn't happen again this year. It shouldn't. Deshaun Watson's not coming off a season-ending injury. J.J. Watt's not coming off a season-ending injury. But when I looked at the schedule, the first thing you notice is, right off the bat, the Saints, Monday night football, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's in their house, too, over at the, at the Superdome. Oh, yeah. and it can get pretty loud uh, in there as well. Uh, just a terrific building to to be in. So it it, it is a, a hostile environment, um, you know, by, by, by any means. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, wonder why they get the Saints right off the bat. I'm so used to us playing the Patriots. Uh, you know, so used to the Texas playing the Patriots very early in or the Chiefs. Uh, oh, they're, they're, they're coming. The Chiefs and the Patriots are, are coming. I, <laughs> I don't know if we've let off with the Patriots. I, I think that was the first time we'd let off the season was last year with the Patriots. But just, I tell you what, let's go through some bullet points. Give me, because you wrote an article on, on HouseOfHouston.com. Everybody should go over there, look at all of Brian's stuff. But give, give, me, give, me one, give me your first bullet point. The first thing you noticed uh, with the schedule. I mean, we talked about the Saints. The first thing you noticed after the Saints uh, about this uh, particular schedule this year. The, the biggest highlight, obviously, is that the Texans are going to London uh, for the first time in uh, franchise history. You, you going you know? to this? You going? I, I am. I am. And that that when I found out that they were going, it, I just need to know what date it was. So I'm putting everything together right now. Uh, so that way I will be there uh, on November 3rd. So I have I've never been to London in my life. Uh, but like, as you guys know, if you've listened to Locked on Texas, I do work in the airline industry. So it makes things a little bit easier uh, to get there in terms of uh, expenses. Strawberries so, and cream, baby. You get your strawberries yes. and cream. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, London Bridge, you know, just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and, and see everything. You know, Ten Downing Street. You know, that ought to be uh, uh, pretty cool. Uh, it, it's just just seeing a different culture, going into Great Britain. Luckily, I don't have to worry about trying to figure out another language, <laughs> trying to have my translator with me. I can just talk in my normal accent uh, and, <laughs> and then be able to, you know, get to talk with the people. But one of the things that I'm interested in is why weren't, why weren't the Texas put in the new stadium? Why didn't we get Wembley? So I just, you know, I don't know if you have any insight into that, but I was hoping that the Texas would be able to, to play in the new stadium that they're building. Maybe it's not going to be ready. I knew that we're going to be using both for NFL London, but uh, we get Wembley, which is still, uh, from what I hear, one of the best stadiums in the world yeah i missed that note i'll, I'll have to look into that i, I mean the, the one thing that uh you have to realize with the Texans' schedule is we talked about how tough it is fourth toughest schedule in the nfl it's yeah. no joke but uh, let me give you something that jumps out at me brian the chiefs game is in week six and i can't imagine that tyreek hill isn't facing some sort of suspension for these child abuse allegations yeah. I mean, maybe they do an NFL investigation and he's exonerated. But if he isn't, uh, well, facing the Chiefs early in the season could help the Texans. That's a team that had everything going right offensively last year. I love Mahomes, but I bet there's some regression. You know, I just don't expect him to throw up another MVP-like season, especially with no Kareem Hunt, maybe no Tyree Kill for a while. So facing them early in the season, Brian, my first note is I think it could help the Texans a little bit. Yeah, and then you've got film on Patrick Mahomes. You didn't have you, – you weren't able – now now you've, teams have had a whole offseason to study his tendencies. And, to, and now, you know, they're going to try to figure out a way to stop him. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, certainly – uh, you know, it, it, this is what usually happens. We're hoping for that sophomore slump and that it happens against uh, the Texans. Oh, I, I wish this game was in prime time, but I know it's it's competing. I think I think the Bears and the Chargers are playing that night. Uh, that's over in L.A. Uh, I wish that game would have been on NBC because seeing two talented young quarterbacks that are going to be the face of this league for quite some time, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, that would be a great matchup to see uh, in prime time. But instead, we're going to get it at noon uh, at Arrowhead. So that's one of the loudest stadiums that you ever want to uh, to, to be a part of. I, I, I was there in 2013. That was the game with uh, Case Keenum. We talked about it before on the show when Case Keenum was, you know, the quarterback, almost beat uh, almost beat the uh, Chiefs, and uh, all I remember is Brian Stret- uh, Brian Cushing being, you know, rolled out on a stretcher because you know he had broken his leg, and it was the uh, end of the season. Uh, that was one of the main highlight points. Uh, but there was just so much that happened uh, in that game, and just uh, just a terrific uh, atmosphere. But yeah, the yeah, faced them early in the season. That that could be something because then you got the Colts. Uh, the next week. Oh, I, I, we got to go through. We, I'm going to go through this whole schedule, yeah. but you start going through it, and, and, and it's and it's it's brutal. The road games are brutal outside the division. They've got the Saints, the Chargers, uh, like we just said, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Buccaneers. Uh, who also, I mean, you look. Oh, the Buccaneers. Well, they were terrible last year, but Brian, they could be much better with Arians in charge and Todd oh, Bowles yes. coaching that defense, and that's late in the season too. So they they're going to have time to you know, get better and better as the season goes along and, and understand what Arians and Todd Bowles are going to be doing. I, that, that's scary. That game, even, you know, a game like that is scary when you look at it this year. 
Yeah, yeah. It just the way he was able to get the most out of his players uh, when he was with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, just just the just the way that I mean, with with the playoffs and you know they with Larry Fitzgerald, uh, with Patrick Peterson, uh, you know, you had a lot of stars on that team, but, and, and the Bucks offense wasn't bad last year either. Yeah. Remember that, 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 that was not a bad offense. It's, it's just correcting that defense. And he's bringing in Todd Bowles who maybe not the best head coach, but we know he could coach defense. He was, he did that with Bruce Arians in Arizona and, and they, they did a great job over there. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's no doubt that that is a game of concern. So are you concerned about the Titans games? Because it's kind of like almost back-to-back with uh, the Buccaneers squeezed in between them. Uh, I I just don't see any improvement with the Titans this season. You know, they may shock me and surprise me that that they are actually a bit better. But I I see another 8-8 season uh, out of them. Yeah, the the Titans games, let's let's mention the fact that the Titans, it's really weird because uh, if, if you haven't, if you didn't focus on it too much, uh, the Texans play them in both week 15 and 17. So two of their last three games are against the Titans. And that that last fourth of the season is is kind of their easy block of the season. Um and, and I want to get back to I want to get back to that thought in just a second. But let's let's go through these the, the, the quarterbacks that the Texans face right out of the gate, Brian. You got future Hall of Famer Drew Brees, week one, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, week two, future Hall of Famer Phillip Rivers, week three. 2015 NFL MVP, Cam Newton, week four. Week five, 2016 NFL MVP, Matt Ryan. Uh, Next week, 2018 NFL MVP, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Next week, four-time Pro Bowler, Andrew Luck. Then you got three-time Pro Bowler Derek Carr. Well, yeah, we're, we're, I, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make the Derek Carr thing sound good, but still, Nick Foles again after that. Then you got this kind of freak of nature, which I don't know what you, you're going to get from Lamar Jackson. Then you get Andrew Luck again. Then you get a little bit of a break because there's this, this Tom Brady fool, whoever he is. I mean, Brian, Brian we're, we're we're 12 weeks into the season at this point. Holy cow, man, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, when you when you look at it by quarterbacks, yeah, that yes, yeah, you you you're facing some really uh good elite, you know, type quarterbacks. I mean, even, you know, Cam Newton thrown in there very early in um with the, with the Broncos, who knows who's going to be quarterback? It, it it should be Joe Flacco. It should be Joe Flacco, you know, the week after. And then you get Marcus Mariota and um, and then Jameis Winston and then, you know, Marcus Mariota again. And that's again, if he's if, if he's healthy. Yeah. If you look at it, I mean, really, you, you hope they can be maybe splitting the difference uh, yeah. in those first 12 games and, and be there in those last four games. I mean, it's sort of the easy block, but not really, because they got de- the last four. It's Denver at home, Tampa on the road and those two Titan games. It, it's not like like I said, it's not like those are easy, but. Really, I mean, you go through that whole schedule and there, there, there is no breather unless some teams just, you know, we, every year there's teams that you think they're going to be great and then something happens, the wheels fall off, there's an injury or something like that. But uh, it, it, it looks brutal. Yeah. And when you look at because um, I always look at, OK, is there a game that the NFL should have flexed? And, you know, you the games that are eligible to be flexed are weeks 10 through 15 and then week 17. Well, you can't flex. You can't flex it, though, until that's not going to happen until later in this. You can't flex it until you can flex it. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what right, the idea right. is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you're thinking about games of what the NFL likely uh, could flex if and, and everything in terms of the prime time. You know, you got the Patriots. you like that should be in prime time and when we got the NBC game. But yeah, I think about, you know, week 11, which is right after they come off the bye from London. 
Yeah, it's a noon game, but you know they're going to be competing. I think that's another you know uh, primetime game. Gets I think the Rams are at home, and uh, oh, I just forget who they play. The Rams are going to be the home team, but anytime you got the Rams on TV, you 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 know you've got to put them in primetime. But you got Lamar Jackson and um, Deshaun Watson going at it at noon in Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium. So I I I that would be one if they're. I would say if the wheels fall off the Rams season, which I doubt it, it it wouldn't, they could probably flex that one. But when you look at the schedule, the NFL got it right in terms of picking the primetime games that the Texas should be in. And it's not a lot. It is not a lot in comparison to uh, to last season. Most of the time, we're going to be playing at uh, noon on CBS. Yeah, if you missed it, the Texans, you know, there are other two primetime games. We mentioned the Saints game. They play the, the Colts on Thursday night and the Patriots on Sunday. And those are back-to-back Weeks, the Texans get basically 10 days to prep for the Patriots uh, since they're going to be coming off that Colts game on Thursday night. But it's almost useless for them to have a big break prior to the Patriots game. Brian, I mean, last year they had a whole season to prep for the Patriots and they didn't look prepared. So it's like, no. that. you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, what could we have a, the 10 games for somebody else that we know we could prepare against maybe and it would help? Like, I, I don't know how many weeks Bill, Bill Bryan might need years to prep for a for a, a Patriots and a Bill Belichick game. So, I, you know, I don't know. He always seems to get out coached uh, every time they, they, they face each other. It, it doesn't matter what time of the season. I think what, what was it a couple of seasons back where the Patriots were at that part of the schedule and still we got our butts kicked. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just, just the situation. I mean, Bill Belichick is the greatest NFL head coach uh, to ever grace the sidelines. Uh, you know, I, I would edge him just a little bit past, you know what? I would put Vince Lombardi right, right next to him in terms of uh, the greatest coaches that have inspired me with just, just the way that they're able to motivate their players. Was there anything else you, you I know you wrote, you had like uh, an article up on house of Houston, quick thoughts on the schedule. Were there any other, anything that we, we haven't mentioned yet or haven't gone through about this schedule, anything in particular, uh, just bigger picture stuff. Was there anything that uh, you wanted to mention before we wrap it up? The Texas will be facing only seven out of 16 teams that had a losing record for 2018. As you know, there's 16 games in the season. Uh, so you, the rest of the way, you're, you're going to be facing nine other teams that had a pretty darn good season uh, last year. So, you know, you guys may have already looked at the numbers and, and, and whatnot, but just letting you know that this, this schedule is going to be um, a lot tougher you know, as we as we can move through the season and I just really and, and you know, we're going to talk predictions, but it's going to be hard with how this division, how it shakes out, how Jacksonville is going to be with Nick Foles under center uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck is back to his old self. The Titans are going to be the Titans. I, I just don't expect them. I don't know, 11 wins, 12, that might get you into the playoffs. That might get you the division uh, this season. Well, no, 11 or 12 wins always tends to get you. I mean, you're fine there. I just, I, how do you get 11 or 12 wins out of the schedule? I mean, that's going to be the, I mean, I look, the deal is that the Texans aren't a, aren't a, aren't a bad team. They, they, they were really good last year, but they, they did it off of playing bad quarterbacks. And now Deshaun, you know, he's going to have to step it up. Uh, he's going to have to. We're going to have to see more of that Deshaun that we saw in the first few games of his rookie season, not the Deshaun that we saw in the first few games of his second season. So he's going to have to be ready to go from the get go, and they're going to have to get health. They're going to have to get health 
they got a lot of health last year, but the, the, the health that they need that they didn't get last year, Will Fuller and Kiki QT. Those are the two guys that they're going to have to have healthy for this offense to really do something. I mean, we can talk about, oh, uh, they got to get an offensive lineman in the draft and that, you know, two offensive linemen in the draft and, what, and, and hope that they're both starters and they're both great. I don't think that's necessarily the case. You know, hopefully they get one starter in, in the draft. Hopefully they get one guy that can come in and is ready to play. Maybe not week one, but by the time uh, you get into the schedule. But I mean, Brian, the, the big thing that I look at is this offense is going to have to be better because you're playing better quarterbacks. You're going to have to score more points. And I don't know how this defense is going to be much better than it was because I, I don't think there's going to be any big additions early in this draft. And we, we know where they lost Ty Matthew, where they lost Kareem Jackson. They've added Gibson. It, it, they've, they've also lost Dre Hal. So, you know, so far, I mean, before anything happens, you're already like, well, they've lost three guys that are pretty good. And they got one guy that was pretty good. That's not a recipe for a, a defense getting a whole lot better. So, I mean, if you look at the big picture, this offense is going to have to pick it up. They're going to have to be better. And maybe Romeo Cornell is going to have to do some different things that he did on defense last year. Cause I, you know, I didn't particularly think, even though the numbers were good, cause you were going up against bad quarterbacks. I didn't particularly think he had a good year last year. So offense is where they're going to be able to be competitive next year. Offense is where they're going to be able to maybe make a, a, a big improvement. And you can do that. Like I said, if those, if those receivers stay healthy and that's a big, if it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, those guys are difference making receivers. We haven't talked since uh, Tim Kelly got hired on as offensive coordinator. So, you know, uh, with a new set of eyes. Whatever. Whatever with Tim Kelly. You you think he's going to be a yes man? He's yeah, Bill O'Brien's just going to, you know, whatever play he sends over to him, he's just going to veto it and he's going to run it his way or or whatnot. I'm wondering how that that power structure is going to work. And I think I think he did it just because he was giving pressure from probably up top saying you need to hire an offensive coordinator. And and then he just promotes, you know, the tight ends coach. So I don't know how much input Tim Kelly is going to have, but. Yeah, but we'll certainly have to see. <laughs> last thing I wanted to ask you about was the draft because it's, you know, we're, we're just days away here. Any last thoughts on the draft? I, I'm looking at it and, you know, the, there's not going to, from everything you, you understand, there's likely not a guy that's a left tackle that is a difference maker or a guy that's maybe a, a really good left tackle that's ready to start. There's some guys that it seems like there's more guys that are, are right tackles that would be available in the first round. So this is there's one or two things that, that I see happening, and I might be wrong. I can see the, the Texans drafting a corner and waiting to the second round to get a tackle and it being a right tackle because there is some there is some there is a little bit of depth at tackle in this draft. Um, the, the strength of this draft is the second round. So the other thing that I could see happening is that the Texans trade back. I'm not seeing them staying put and then the Texans drafting a tackle in the first round. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? You're just worried about what talent is going to be there uh, at, at twenty, at uh, twenty-three. You know, whenever they get ready to pick, and Brian Gain has already said that you know he he wants to trade back, and I'm I'm totally for it because if you can get uh, more picks out of it, whatever they get out of the deal, then that's fine. But if you're going to go for a cornerback, you, you hope that Greedy Williams is available. Uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks uh, in this class. Doesn't sound like a Bill O'Brien guy, though, does he? He does not. Not a character guy. Uh, there's questions about his work ethic, but he has a ton of talent. So maybe they can mold him. 
job. It, it, they just worry about getting the best player available because this is a Brian Gain era. You know, he may just say, well, he is the best guy available. Let's go in and take him and Bill, just deal with it. <laughs> but they're, they're supposed to be in alignment, right? I, right? I, I, yeah, I was about to say, um, you, the, you forgot the magic words. Stronger, longer, faster. Yes. Yes. You haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah. And alignment, alignment. You for that, that, that is the, the yeah. big one. Um, yeah. So uh, looking forward to the draft. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about that. I'll, get, I'll have somebody on, on talking about the draft, I'm sure, uh, following next weekend. But looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to uh, maybe seeing some of you. We mentioned it a, a couple of times over the last uh, few weeks, more than a couple of times. But uh, I'm going to be out at George R. Brown for the Big Sports Expo there. Uh, on Saturday, if anybody wants to meet me in person, but either way, it's it's the biggest sports expo in Houston. Every major Astro is going to be out there, pretty much. Deshaun Watson's going to be there. Warren Moon. It's a, the the list of people is fantastic. So go check that out. Great to talk to you again, Brian. Man, it's good to good to catch up with you. Likewise, and we have to do this again, Rob. Uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Hope everybody again had a had a great holiday weekend and. Uh, we will talk again after at some point after this next Rockets game, uh, post game. Maybe if they win, we, we might wait a couple of days and and look at the the series ahead, depending on on what happens this next one. But uh, uh, stay tuned to Houston Sports Talk. It's it's where you want to be. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey there, listener. Are you a fan of Houston Cougar Athletics? Well, Sam and I have got the perfect podcast for you. It's the Scott and Holman Podcast. Yeah, we're talking all things Houston Cougars, in-season, off-season, recruiting, on-field results. If it's Houston Cougars, we're talking about it. So search Scott and Holman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.